Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey there, Courier Nation. Welcome back. And today is November 1st. Can you believe it's November already? Now, the good news is, at least where I am, that means bad weather and that means a little bit more business. So I don't mind it so much. So folks, this week I want to talk about a question that comes up quite often. Maybe a question you're thinking about, if you're, especially if you're doing this as kind of a side hustle. Or maybe you're on the outside looking in and you're wondering, should I do this full time? Is doing delivery work for Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, any of these companies or all of these companies, is that a sustainable kind of source of income for you? Is it worth doing full time? You know, you see the ads out there that say you can make up to $25 per hour and you're thinking maybe that's not such a bad thing to earn, right? Uh, Maybe you've already taken the plunge and you're starting to wonder, was that a good choice or not? And I see the question all the time in the forums, people wondering, should I be doing this full time? Is is this something that you can actually make a good enough living? And I'm going to tell you from my experience, yes, it is sustainable. I've been doing it for two years. It has actually worked very well and it's been very steady. But for you, you know, I guess the answer is it depends. It depends on a whole lot of things. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about my own decision to do this. A couple of years ago, I had made the decision to leave my position as a business manager for a nonprofit organization. It was a great place to work, but there were things that I wanted to do that a nine-to-five job wasn't going to allow me to do, some things that I wanted to branch out onto on my own. And so, you know, at the time, I talked with them a little bit about doing a few things for them on the side. And then I thought, okay, maybe I'll pick up some uh, delivery work. And and I decided to go with the Uber Eats as something to kind of supplement whatever that was. And i tell you what, things didn't start out great with Uber Eats. I was not making a whole lot of money. The pay was terrible. And and I finally got to a point where I had to put the brakes on. I kind of had this aha moment where I realized I knew all about what it was to be an independent contractor, but I was still thinking like an employee. I was still taking all of the deliveries. And when I started to take control and make my own decisions about things, it started getting a lot better. Around that same time, you know, there were some budget things changing with that nonprofit. And so I realized that I need to probably find some full-time income. And I decided to give this a go. And that's when I branched out. I picked up other delivery options like Grubhub and DoorDash and Postmates. So actually, I was signed on with all four of them. Now, I'd been putting my resume out for some other things, but you know the biggest thing that I was running into was nothing really offered me the flexibility that this does, did. And here's the thing is when I started doing this full time, I really started enjoying you know not only the flexibility, but the lack of stress on it. It's been almost two years now, and the earnings have been really surprisingly steady. You know, about the only thing that really gets in the way of the earnings is whether or not I'm going out there or not, you know? And... The thing is, though, I was able to dip my toe into things, kind of test the air, test the waters, uh, test some of the non-rush times, the less busy times, started being able to figure out how it worked for me, and it allowed me to kind of finally take the dive and do this full time. Now, there are, I think, to me, it's a great thing. You know, it works great, but there's also, I think, a lot of reasons not to do this full time. And folks, you really need to be aware of these reasons, because I think... It works great for me. 
it could be a disaster for you. And so I think you want to really go in with your eyes wide open. And that's why I want to start off with looking at six reasons why I think full-time delivery might not be a great option for you. I really want you to kind of think about those things first, because I think you've got to understand if there's some deal breakers there, then that should be enough to say, okay, it's not time to go forward. The first thing is, this is not a job, folks. You are not being hired by these companies as an employee. You are an independent contractor. You've got to fully understand what that means. And and there are a lot of downsides to the fact that you are not an employee. And you just need to really be aware of that. As an independent contractor, you're running a business, and that means you don't have the protections that go with a job. You know, there are a lot of labor laws out there about different kinds of protections, different things that an employer has to provide, and you're not covered by any of that. There's no minimum wage. There's no overtime. You've got no workers' compensation. That means that you've got no protection from Grubhub or Postmates or anybody if you get hurt on the job. Now, I think there's a couple of them that are starting to provide some uh, accident insurance, but the main thing is you don't have those protections in there. There's no unemployment. So if for some reason you get deactivated by any of these or anything like that, if your market closes down, you don't have any of those protections that the law requires of an employee. You are running a business, and and the thing is, is you're Kind of got all the same protections that any business owner has, which are essentially none. Nobody's withholding your taxes for you. Nobody's paying your insurance for you. You are completely on your own, and you've got to understand that before you go into this full-time. You're essentially deciding, if you go full-time, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to pass on all these protections because I think that I can make more than what I might make without those protections. You see what I mean? This can leave you really vulnerable. So you've got to really search your soul. You've got to really be self-aware about this kind of thing and know if this is the kind of thing that you can live with. The second reason that it might not be a good thing for you is that the pay can be inconsistent. Now, if you've been doing this as a side hustle and you're thinking, hey, I'm making some good money here, you're going to go full time. Here's the thing though. When you're doing this part-time, you're usually doing this like during the dinner hour or on weekends, and those are times when things are really busy. But when you go full-time, that's going to require sometimes delivering during some of those less busy times. And so, you know, you might be making quite a bit between five and eight or between six and nine or on uh, Sunday nights or whatever, but What's Tuesday like between two and five? You know what I mean? There are going to be some times where it doesn't pay as well. So you've got to be ready for the fact that, you know, if you're doing this part time, your pay rate is probably higher than what your overall earnings rate would be if you're doing this 40 hours a week. If you're, you see what I mean there. You also got to realize too that there are peak times of the year and that can vary based on your market. So there's a lot of markets where, you know what, I just mentioned earlier, I love about uh, November is we're starting to get the colder weather and people are ordering deliveries more. And so you can make more money that way. But there are also times when it kind of slows down a lot, and especially in some places. I mean, every summer I see that on the forum. Some people are just kind of like, oh, I can't get any orders anywhere. You've got to be aware of the fact that sometimes of the year things slow down. In the summertime, if you've got a lot of students, a lot of college students in your area, Well, when they're out of school, 
There's not as many people to order. At the same time, summer, you know, this can be a great summer job for students. And so that means the students come home, they do this, and that saturates the market. There's more drivers for fewer orders. So you've got to be ready for those kind of fluctuations that the pay is not always going to be as great as maybe what you might know right now. A third reason to be aware of is your market just might not be busy enough. You know, and that's something that I've got to be aware of a lot of times when I'm talking about how to do this, because I am in a busy market. Denver is extremely busy. And in uh, most of these apps and most of these companies, I mean, I can just get order after order and it's within, you know, minutes and sometimes seconds that I'm getting the next order if I turn that down. And I'm not sure how much kind of those liberal pot laws kind of play into this, you know, people seem to to be maybe a little more hungry or maybe they've been imbibing a little bit and just don't want to go out and drive themselves, you know. But here's the deal, though, is you've got to be aware of how things are in your market. If you're in a place where it's common for you to sit for 10 or 15 minutes between orders, if you feel kind of forced to take everything that is offered to you and a lot of deliveries are very non-profitable, that might not be a good place to be doing delivery full-time. You see what I mean? You want to be aware of what things are like where you are if it is busy enough to sustain you doing this as a full-time job. Another reason that you got to really think about here is you're making less than you think, okay? Now, you know, you see the ads, they say you can make up to $25 an hour, and that looks pretty good for a lot of people. And there's, there's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of people saying, stretch that. I'm going to tell you at least where I am, I'm earning that very consistently, very regularly. and uh, But the thing is that, okay, earning that or bringing that in in delivery fees is not the same thing as actually earning $25 an hour, having $25 an hour left over when all is said and done. It's not the same thing as having that as take-home pay. You've got to understand that. And here's the deal. You're running a business. And you're going to be paying a lot of things that you wouldn't have to pay as an employee. And you're not getting a lot of things like the benefits that an employee would get. Your tax rate is higher than what it would be as an employee because of self-employment tax. You're responsible for withholding your own taxes. You've got to do that yourself. Your car costs you a heck of a lot more than just gas. And you've got to be ready for that. And so when you take into account all of that, you know, here's the thing, your car is going to end up costing you, for most of you, probably 30 cents or more or more per gallon when you take everything into account. So you've got to figure all that into what you're actually making. And when you take all of that out, all of a sudden that $25 an hour can be more like 13 to 18 $19 an hour. So you want to be aware of that. You've got to understand that all that money that you get in you can't just go and spend all of that because you're going to have things like your car wearing out. You're going to have things like taxes that you have to pay. You're going to have big ticket items on your car that are going to come up just more frequently because of the kind of miles that you put on that. It's kind of like your car is a credit card on wheels. You are running up a lot of costs. You just don't realize it because it's not coming out of your pocket right away. All of these things kind of gather up and you know, The other side of it is you're not getting the benefits. You're not getting things like paid time off. You're not getting any kind of insurance or protection. And all of that is on you. And so when you consider all of those things, here's the bottom line, folks, is a good rule of thumb is that when you take everything into account, the money that you're bringing in 
it actually equates to about half to two thirds of what you're bringing in, depending on what kind of driving you're doing, how many miles you're putting on for the dollars that you're earning. So you're really making, you know, sometimes a fraction of what it looks like. You've got to be aware of that. Now, here's another one that you got to think about, and this could be a big one. You might not be a good fit for doing this. Folks, you've... You're running a business, and and that requires having a certain temperament, having a certain approach. And sometimes doing that just might not fit your own style, your own personality. That's not a bad thing. I think it's important that you understand certain things about yourself. But if you're not, here's some things. If you're not good with money, if you're not good at setting your money aside for things like expenses and taxes like I just talked about, I'm going to say this is not a good fit. You've got to be able to do that. You've got to have that ability to say, I'm going to put this money aside where I'm not going to touch it because otherwise it's going to bite you in the butt in a big way. Your tax bill is going to hit and you have no way to pay it. Or your car is going to break down and you don't have the resources to get it working and your means of earning money has completely ground to a halt. And, And this could be a disaster for you if you're not that type of person. Now, if you're the type of person who values being a, quote, good employee, you know, and you approach this like an employee job, I'm going to say this probably isn't a good fit for you because I think you really need to be able to take control yourself. You really need to be able to think like a business owner to make this work. And if you're just going to rely on these companies taking care of you, here's the deal, folks. They're not going to do it. You can't rely on them rewarding you for being good and for taking all those offers because they won't. They just won't. I I can tell you that. And if you think your loyalty one company is going to mean they'll be loyal to you, it's not going to happen, folks. You've got to be willing to treat this like a business, like a business owner. You've got to be willing to take control of your circumstances because these companies are not going to hand anything out to you. They are not going to take control of or take they're not going to take care of you. They're just not going to have your backs. You've got to understand that. And if you are used to kind of being taken care of a little more by your employer, this might not be a good fit for you. So you've just got to be aware of who you are and whether you've got the temperament and the kind of a personality that works good for running your own business. Now, one last downside to this is this could be a very limited time opportunity. This may not be around as something that you can do for a very long time at all. I'm just, I'm not sure that the independent contractor model of doing delivery is going to be around all that long. It may not be around for very long at all. Here's here's a couple things you got to be aware of, folks. You got to be paying attention to what's going on out there. California, they recently passed AB5, which is legislation that restricts the ability of companies to designate workers as independent contractors. Now, if you go back to episode 37, we talked a lot about that legislation, but it's legislation that restricts the ability of companies to use independent contractors when they really should be hiring them as employees. And so that's that could change things. You know, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out yet. Uh, it's supposed to take effect the first of the year, but I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a lot of court cases before it really changes anything. But here's the deal is other states are already talking about doing similar legislation. And and this is something you've got to think about, because if these companies, if they decide they cannot afford to hire employees in those states, that would end up meaning maybe they pull out of those states 
Now, if they are in your, if your, your state is one of those that has that, you know, that could impact things. And then all of a sudden, the only way you can do this is as an employee and you have to go through a hiring process, just like any other job. Do you want to do that? You know, that's something that you've got to decide. But, you know, here's the other thing that happens is if that happens in enough states, ultimately, they might just find that we can't make it any longer in this kind of an environment. So you have a possibility that um, you could see a lot of these companies closing, a lot of these delivery companies closing because they can't afford to run with an employee model that they're being forced into by a lot of states. You might find that some of these companies discover that maybe the efficiency of being able to actually tell your employees where to deliver could become a better thing than using independent contractors. So that's a possibility that things could change. You've also got a question about whether or not this is sustainable for delivery companies. You know, this past week, uh, I think on Tuesday, Grubhub stock dropped by 40%, folks, 40%. And in less than a year, Grubhub has gone from being the very dominant leader with a huge market share lead to now they are way behind DoorDash and Uber Eats has passed them up. Uber is a company, they're struggling because they've got astronomical losses every every week. You know, I listened to a podcast one time with Gary Vaynerchuk and Tillman Fertitta, who he's the owner of Waiter, you know, one of the delivery companies that actually bought out Bite Squad, I believe. But they were talking about how all of these delivery platforms are underwater. So there's a question whether or not this is a sustainable business model for the delivery companies. Bottom line is this may not be a long-term thing because either changes in the independent contractor status or these companies just not being around that much longer to do delivery. So there's a lot of reasons about why you might not want to consider doing this. What about you and what are you thinking? Now, after you've looked at all of these, are you still thinking about it? Because each of those things, uh, those could be serious deal breakers for you. And none of them have to be a deal breaker, depending on you and your market, except maybe that last one. That's one that, uh, you know, if that if that comes about, you know, that that's just what happens. And then we're all done. But, you know, there are a lot of people that are making it. Uh, I've been doing very well and been very happy with how I've been doing as a full-time delivery person. And so this may still be something that you're still thinking about. And so I want to offer up a few tips if you are thinking about diving in full-time and doing this. The first thing I would say is dip your toe in the water. Get a feel for how this works. You know, understand when you get started, if you haven't been doing any of this delivery at all, it may start slow. It might not look that great, but you want to give yourself kind of some time to get to know how it works, to get a feel for whether this can be a little more profitable, whether you can really actually make some more money. And uh, but, but get a feel for it, first of all, on a part-time basis. And then I would really recommend that before you make a dive into full-time, you want to start getting a feel for how that could look for more hours than just those prime hours that you're able to work right now. You know, if you can get some time off a day, a few days, a week, something like that, and and try and do a trial run, get a feel for what it would look like if you're working, you know, if, all those extra hours and some of those slower periods and are those busy enough for you to still make a good living. So get a feel for the whole thing to begin with. The second thing I would really recommend is you've got to think like a business owner. You need to develop a business mindset. 
take control here, folks. You know, understand that when you're doing this, these companies, they're your customers. They're not your employers. You've got to think like that. You've got to take some control there. You've got to become the boss of all of this. You've got to make choices. You've got to decide that just because they want you to take that delivery that takes you 15 miles and pays $5, you don't have to take it and you really shouldn't take it. And so, but here's the other thing you've got to understand. You don't have any guarantees. They're not going to guarantee you anything. But you can decide what to do about those things. You get to decide how to avoid those potholes. You get to be the one to take control. And that comes from developing this mindset that you are running a business. Uh, There are a lot of people out there that will kind of scoff at that. You're just a delivery person and an employee in disguise. But you do get to take control a lot more than a lot of people realize. And in the end, it really kind of comes down to whether or not you think you're doing that. You get to take control, but you've got to develop that mindset. And you know what? If you've got the time, I really you know recommend maybe you go back to the beginning because the first 31 episodes in this podcast, I entitled it the 31-Day Courier MBA. And in that, the MBA stood for Mastering Your Business Attitude. So if you go to the website, uh, entrecourier.com, you can click on the MBA Courier MBA link at the uh, top of the website. And you can go to those episodes and you can see some of those things. And some of those go into a lot more depth. It, they go more in depth about all sorts of aspects of running this as a business. But the main thing is you've got to be the boss. You've got to take control and you've got to think in terms of making business decisions when you're doing this. Second thing I would tell you is, or the third thing, I'm sorry, the third thing I would tell you is diversify your customer base. Now, if you're doing this full-time, you can't afford the kind of swings that can happen with one delivery company. Uh, All sorts of things can happen. They can change their pay terms, and all of them have done that on a pretty regularly basis, and it's rarely for the better, folks. Usually, it's some kind of a pay cut. They're going to say, we're going to improve your pay, but they actually cut the amount that they're paying out, and uh, that can make a difference for you as far as whether or not that company is attractive or making enough money for you. Um, you know, I, I talked about Grubhub and, and dropping as badly as they have done where now all of a sudden there are questions about whether they can stay afloat because of that big of a drop in their stocks. You know, one company, they can get some real bad PR. Uh, DoorDash has been through that because of their tipping policy. Yeah, a company can overhire and they saturate the market. And all of a sudden you're not getting nearly as many delivery offers because of that. Their app can crash happens all the time with DoorDash. And if all of a sudden that is offline for several hours, especially during the really peak times, that can just kill your earnings. So you want to be able to have other options. And you can't rely on only one company really to deliver for. I really recommend you have at least a backup. And uh, really, I think it's better to have several backups. And you might want to go back to episode five. We talk a little bit about uh, having your options open and uh, having multiple sources of income. I really recommend you get on with several companies and maybe you're only going to deliver with uh, many of them just enough to kind of keep the account open. You know, you do a few deliveries in the month and you focus more on one. Uh, Maybe you might mix in kind of a more of a steady mix among all of them. You get to know their strengths, though, and where they're more profitable and where they really fit in. But just keep your options open, diversify your customer base, 
have multiple delivery companies available so that you've got a backup if anything happens with whoever you're delivering with. The next one that I would tell you, and this is huge, folks, and this is I, I talked about this earlier, that you've got to have uh, discipline with your money because you've got to set money aside. And I would say, especially you want to do it for taxes and expenses, and you really want to think about setting aside money for time off. You've got to do those first two for your taxes and expenses, because those are things, like I said, nobody's withholding your taxes for you. That's up to you. And your tax bill can be huge, especially because 15% of every dollar of profit is charged to self-employment tax. And that doesn't get reduced by itemizing deductions or using a standard deduction. That's on dollar one of profit. And, and that can add up. That can be, that, that's the killer for a lot of drivers. You could end up having no income tax and thousands of dollars in self-employment tax. It happens all the time. You've got to have that money set aside. You've got to stay on top of what your taxes are going to be. You can check out, uh, it's episode 21 that goes into a little more depth on taxes. But uh, the other part is that you want to think about is you want to make sure that you're saving enough money to keep your car running. As I've said before, that your car is like a credit card on wheels. Every mile that you drive is is piling up a debt. And we don't think about it because usually we only think in terms of what comes out of our pocket right away, right? But here's the problem is that every mile you drive, it gets you closer to having to replace the tires. It gets you having to, clo- to closer to having to change big ticket items like your timing belt that can be thousands of dollars to replace. All of these things are things that just come with driving as many miles as you have. You drive that many miles, you will wear your car out. It's a debt that you pay that when you trade your car in or you sell it, you get a heck of a lot less money because of how many miles you put on it. And that is something that still that's hits you in the pockets. And so you want to be prepared for that. I really recommend you understand how much does your car actually cost you to drive? And in episode 18, we talk about that. We kind of get into you know a way that you can kind of figure out or calculate an idea of what the real cost is. For most of you, it's going to be more than 30 cents a mile. And then you want to set that money aside every week. And I talk about that more in episode 20. Add up how much it costs. And, uh, you know, 30 cents a mile times every mile that you drove for the week. And then you put that aside. Put that somewhere where you can't touch it. And then when you buy gas, when you do your repairs, your maintenance, your insurance, all of those things, you just pay out of that fund, okay? And so you want to make sure that you're doing that because and one other thing then about setting money aside is you really want to also think about setting some money aside for time off. Because if you're living week to week, kind of that paycheck to paycheck type of thing, you can barely take the money out to set aside for your taxes, things like that. And uh, you're using every penny that you're bringing in. You're going to be in a lot of trouble if and when the time comes that you've got to take some time off. You know, there are times that you just get sick. You, there are times that uh, family members get sick. There are times that life just happens. You know, when Murphy of Murphy's Law comes to visit, and you can't go out and drive for, you know, a day, a few days, a week, a few weeks. And what do you do when you've got no money coming in? And you know, when you've got a job. Um, you get, you get some paid time off, you get some vacation time. Usually you can take some time off to kind of cover that. But when you're doing this as a business owner, there is no such thing. 
And so what I really recommend you do is, is uh, figure out a system, uh, figure out about how much you ought to be taking out every week to give yourself some money for those times that either you have to take some time off or if you want to take some time off, you want to take some vacation time, you know, don't burn yourself out at this. So like what I usually do is I figure in about three weeks of uh, what I need and and divide that three weeks worth of money up between the other 49 weeks that I'll be working. So for me, I'm usually doing, you know, 40 or $50 a week. That's not a whole lot, but I put that into a fund that is outside of my checking so I can't touch it. And then when I either need to or want to take some time off, instead of having to scramble like crazy, you know, the week before and the week after to make up for it, I can just move that money over to pay those bills. So I'm giving myself some paid time off. The last piece of advice that I would give you is have an exit plan, folks. Like I mentioned, you know, the the uh, problems that I mentioned ahead above earlier in this episode, those problems are things that you can overcome except for maybe that last one, which is about how the industry is possibly going to be changing. You need to be ready to pivot whenever, if that happens and when that happens. And so, you know, the other thing is you're probably going to get to a point where after a while you could decide, man, this isn't what you want to do for the rest of your life. You know, even if it was going to be around as an option, it may not be the fit for you in a year or two years like it feels like for today. And so I think you really want to make sure that you're approaching this as a short term To me, this is something that's awesome, but I don't see it as being the kind of thing that I'm going to do for the next several years of my life, okay? And so you want to use your time then? What I would say is really recommend do is is use your time when you're driving to learn. Listen to podcasts. Listen to audiobooks. Start thinking through the things where you'd like to go after this. You know, what would you like to do? Are you really enjoying the independence? Are you really enjoying that kind of business owner aspect of doing this? Maybe you want to take that, you know, further. Maybe you kind of see this as kind of a gateway drug to being a full-blown entrepreneur and starting a business where you have even more control over things like that. You want to start thinking about that kind of thing. Start thinking, you know, ask yourself, what do I want to do when I grow up? What do I want to do when I'm done with this? And use your time to drive as an opportunity to start learning and start planning for things that might better fit who you are, what you're passionate about. Plan for things to change because they will. And and start preparing yourself for what's next. So folks, should I be delivering full-time? Yeah, if you're asking that question, all I can say is it really depends an awful lot on you, on where you are, all of that. I love doing this, you know. I love it enough that I'm doing this goofy website and a podcast, right? But there is so much about it that I like better than a lot of jobs I've done before because of the freedom and the flexibility. And to me, it is so much less stress. I can go out and I can deliver all day. I can come home and I can leave that all behind. You know, I'm not worried about a meeting coming up. I'm not worried about this deadline or any of that stuff. I go out, I deliver, I come home and... and, I can't say enough about that, you know, but that's for me. But it's an awesome fit for now. But the thing that I love even more about it is it can be a great transition into the other things that I want to do. You know, I'm doing this to kind of help support some other things that I want to do. But my time in the car, you know, I've, I've used that to learn things like how to put together a podcast. 
And it's helped me learn other things related to the other stuff I'm doing. And so I love what it does for me now, but I love even more how it can just feel like a launching pad into greater things. Now, that might mean it is a great idea for you. It All the other problems might mean it's not, and only you can determine that. But folks, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be very real about your own outlook. You've got to understand and understand fully and completely. You've got to be self-aware about who you are and what you're getting yourself into. Be honest about it and be honest about whether or not those downfalls, the problems are a real problem for you. Be honest about what you're actually going to be earning and and be honest about, is that enough? Be honest about if you've got the discipline and the mindset to really make this work. And if it is something that's great, I think it can be a great full-time option. If you're not honest with yourself, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble with that. So you've just got to be really aware of who you are as well as what you're getting yourself into, and then you make the decision for yourself. It's great for me. It might not be great for you. It might be even better for you. It really depends on you, who you are, and where you are. So that's going to kind of wrap it up for that topic for this week. And, you know, I mentioned diversifying your your options, and we've had you know, we've done sort of a semi-series in, uh, in this podcast and some earlier episodes where we looked at some of the different companies. And so in episode 33, we asked, is, is Postmates a good option? In 35, we looked at Grubhub. In episode 38, we looked at DoorDash. And so the last one that I've been waiting to do on uh, one on is uh, on Uber Eats. And that was the first one that I delivered with. It's also the one that I very rarely do deliveries for right now for some reasons. But um, I've been waiting a little bit because there's been some talk of them changing. They've kind of put out a, uh, it looks like right now more like a test pay model in some other markets. But they haven't been rolling that out very fast. And so I was going to wait to see if they changed it here in Denver. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with that next week. So next week, tune in and we'll talk a little bit more about Postmates and how do they fit into this whole thing. Courier Nation, I want to ask you a question. Have I been helpful with any of the information I'm providing on this podcast, uh, through the website? Uh, Has any of this helped you a little more in operating your delivery business? If so, I would really invite you to share the news, uh, spread the word, tell people about us, especially if you know other drivers. Let them know about this podcast. And uh, if you can leave reviews uh, wherever you get this, that kind of stuff helps me get found. And if I can get found, that just means I can help more people to be the boss in their own delivery business. And folks, I do invite you to uh, check out the website at entrecourier.com. You can check us on social media. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter under Entree Courier. Folks, one last thing that I'm going to ask you before I go is please never forget, ever, never forget to take control of your delivery business to go out there and be the boss.